Hello there. Welcome back to the Senate Podcast, episode number 28. I'm joined by the one who has returned from exile, Tony Quinn. It has been, uh, it's been a little bit of an exile for both of us, I guess, because we haven't done an episode in a while because uh, we want to take a little break. So how are you doing after a few weeks of just uh, in in uh, in exile, in in uh, in, in seclusion? Huh. We haven't had any contact and now we're back. Well, uh, I've been trying to contact my old master via the force but i haven't been successful yet unfortunately um i just got in contact with this old guy who keeps saying you have the wrong number stop calling (laughs) um no it's been you know life um you know life has been kind of i don't know um not things haven't been the best mentally but i also don't really know why like we kind of talked about that a little bit but um you know i'm just trying to uh keep my head on straight you know uh take one day at a time um so it's weird because this this time of year for some reason is just busy and we we did talk we talked a little bit here and there even though we've both been busy and and we kind of talked about what is it uh when when you're so stressed out about life and then it just kind of goes away but you still feel stressed out because you're so used to being phantom in that state depression yeah. or phantom, phantom anxiety yeah the phantom uh stress phantom stress disorder yeah we'll i could coin, get we'll coin really like i could get really emo and sappy about that <laughs> but i i'll i'll spare the listeners in this case. but um yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, it's like you can't exactly pinpoint why, but um, you know, I'm just trying to uh, uh, find peace in you know the small accomplishments. I got uh, interview coming up on the podcast. You got okay. interview I'm coming up you, on the podcast. I'm glad you brought this up because so, even though we have been <laughs> away, we have been still working somewhat. So explain your um kind of just thoughts and and because you're a content creator yourself so what are you like what do you want to accomplish with this because your your goal is different than mine and i'm I'm excited because i actually don't even want to be a part of that interview or episode because i'm so excited to listen to it because it's just completely um like different than something i would normally do so i'm excited that you're going to be doing it on here so it's going to be like this, but you're going to be interviewing someone. So tell me about who and what and, and whatnot. Oh, uh, well, um, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Stefan Gagne, who is the lead writer of Fiction Factory Games. Uh, they are responsible for the visual novels, Arcade Spirits, Arcade Spirits, The New Challengers, two of my favorite games, uh, you know, just... They just hit me at the right, at the perfect time. You know, I had, uh, you know, I just had a loss in my family and I got to just spend time in this world with these characters. You know, I uh, essentially made a new family, you know, which d- doesn't happen to me that much in any kind of media. You know, like it's rare that I love the characters so much that they're just like, 
my friends and family. Um, and uh, his recently released game uh, is called Penny Larceny Supervillain Gig Economy. Um, which, when you hear that title, it kind of sounds like one of those simulator games like Factorio or something. Um, so I'm, I can't wait to hear why he picked that title. Um, but, uh, what I hope to accomplish honestly isn't like, you know, cause it's not, he's not like the most popular writer and developer, you know, he's at the indie level, you know, his games don't make like huge bank, which is sad, but, um, so it's not, you know, like, it's not like I'm, you know, talking to like James Gunn or somebody and I'm like trying to get that clout. It's like, I'm honestly just, I just want to know what makes him tick, what inspires him, you know, uh, what, um, how he approaches his creative process. And I want to thank him, um, to an extent that'll probably make him never want to talk to me again. Cause I'm going to be so annoying about, you know, just creating these two games that, you know, just means so much to me and, um, you know, just kind of changed my life in a way. So my main objective is just, you know, to learn and to, uh, give back essentially. That I'm, I'm watching the trailer and reading about Penny Larceny, gig economy, supervillain. It's looks and sounds awesome. It's kind of like a Robin hood type of thing. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, um, the cool thing about his visual novels is like they have romance, but it's not required. You know, it's yeah. so like you could play the whole game and not engage in that stuff. And um, there's more features like that in Penny Larceny, you know, like, um, I mean, we're both adults here. So like you have the option to t- disable the sex stuff. I don't know That's the cool. extent of that because I've just That's played the cool. demo. Uh you can turn off the profanity and stuff. So, like, it's, you know, like, he he really, he has this, you know, way of, like, creating these experiences that are, like, so tailored to people in yeah. a way that I've only really seen in, like, you know, like, Last of Us Part Two and stuff like that. So, I can't wait to learn about that as well because I think that's important because there are people who, you know, play video games and stuff or enjoy media who you know, have a disability, you know, maybe, you know, whether it's physical disability or they're actually blind or deaf, which is crazy. So the accessibility options and and whatnot, which also Naughty Dog is is huge on that too. So it's cool that you're going to be interviewing a writer. So my, uh, my interview is, is not, it's not as far along as yours. Uh, I've, I've been in contact back and forth with a writer, a content creator, uh, a podcaster with years of experience. Cool, very cool guy. So hopefully I can announce uh, when that's coming soon. And I'm trying to work on a few other things. But uh, recently I've just been so busy uh, because I'm actually starting a podcast in real life in a studio. I have a studio. We're going to be, nice. we, we stripped it, we gutted it. We're going to be painting it soon. I got all the audio equipment for it. We're going to be working on the uh, the lighting and, and the cameras, uh, you know, coming soon. 
it's a long process. So I've been, I've been kind of busy with that. And, you know, I love doing this podcast cause it's just, we do it for fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, watch this segue. This is why I'm a professional podcaster. Watch this segue. So what's cool, you know, you're, we're talking about the narrative focused, you know, narrative games like this, where you kind of choose your own, you know, uh, story, what's going on. We both just downloaded this game and it is a Star Trek game. That is a, oh, a narrative kind of uh, choose your own adventure, you know, decision making game. Star Trek Resurgence. It was on sale. We haven't played it yet, but I'm super excited to play it because in this little hiatus that I've been on, I have been so deep into Star Trek. It has been the it's been the best rabbit hole, you know, I could have possibly went down because uh star trek strange new worlds ended during this little time off i had and let me tell you something star trek strange new worlds is one of the best like sci-fi experiences out there between seasons one and two some of the best storytelling just ever i i love it great performances great effects visual effects practical effects special effects everything so i've been i've been just really enjoying star trek so i, I don't do, know if you can relate to that but. i do want to uh i mean it'll have to be a period of time where the entire world uh somehow gets f frozen in uh like cryostasis or something and i just have unlimited time i would like to watch at least most of the star trek shows yeah and movies and stuff because my star trek I'm like really curious once we both play the game to hear your perspective as a fan and my perspective as um a non-fan. My my Star Trek knowledge and experience starts and ends with the uh recent live action movies. I say live action like there's any other kind. Um you know, uh the f f first two Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness were directed by J.J. Abrams, which, you know, a, a lot of Trekkies don't like aspects of those movies, which I could get because yeah. from what I've seen of the older stuff, it's a lot more, like, philosophical and stuff. And then J.J.'s like, I'm Grounded, just going to make it Star real. Wars. Yeah, Star it's Wars. It's going to be Star Wars. Pew, 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 pew. You know, that I get that. Star Wars without the Force. Yeah, but as somebody who never cared about Star Trek... I just really like the movies. I think, you know, VFX are great, all that stuff. It'd be really cool to, like, eventually do a retrospective of those. Um, I think so, too. And then, I think I wasn't a huge fan of Star Trek Beyond, but from what I hear, okay. it's actually in line with, like, the older shows and stuff in terms of, like, the tone, the pacing. Well, the, the cool thing about Star Trek is it can be a light, like, a lighter tone. It could be a funny episode, and then it has such an amazing message to it that it just hits you harder than if it was to be like a dramatic episode. Mm. It, it's so cool. And then they do so many cool things. Like I'm going to spoil something because it's amazing. They have this episode in season two where they have this animated uh, Star Trek show. I believe it's called Star Trek Lower Deck. And it's kind of animated almost like Rick and Morty in a way. And the Star Trek Strange New Worlds episode starts out with this animated episode like it's like a cartoon of the lower deck and you're and i'm like 
did they just bring a lower deck like cartoon episode into the strange new worlds what's going on so the the cartoon cast gets to this planet and they find a portal and they mess with it and they end up going through it and literally it turns into live action star trek strange new worlds wow where they, they come through That's the cool. portal and when they come through the portal they're like live action humans it's literally like if rebels the cartoon they go to the world between worlds just follow me i've heard I didn't of watch that. it yeah, but yeah I'm a, so a tiny bit familiar a star wars cartoon they go to this world or to these portals and when they step through it they're literally in the ahsoka show or they're in a movie like they're in live action but star trek's actually doing it it, it it's just so it's so cool what they're doing i'm really i'm i haven't actually looked into it i'm curious to see where the where this game fits into you know like the lore and canon because there's a lot of places yeah. they can fit it you know like i think well, like, older spock is in it oh really like the because i mean the star trek lore and the star trek canon is way more expansive than star wars way yeah. it's been like running yeah. way longer i think like it's, since the 60s well, right yeah it's been running since yeah. i think yeah the, the late 60s but in terms of their lore it takes place in our timeline so if you go far back enough you get to like us so kind of like right now like 2023 yeah, like it goes back. Like they go back in time all the time. Like oh. they'll go back to 2022. Like in the latest season, they go back to 2022, and they mm. show up here. So wow. it's but <laughs> it's it's literally supposed to be our future. So there is technically more lore than Star Wars, and not I guess may, maybe not in terms of like actual content, but in terms of like lore, uh, I think so because because of that. Cool. aspect you know what i mean now they're starting to go into that with um star wars segue because there was a star wars book that came out recently that yeah was a timeline of star wars and it officially talks about the old republic high republic etc so on so are you on. talking about that thing that's like a compilation of sh short stories no it's more oh, of an okay. it's more of an encyclopedia okay. uh yeah type of thing tracking like the timeline and stuff all you know from you know way back to kind of what we're currently seeing with the the new republic and like ahsoka and stuff and i'm sure ahsoka is going to mess with some things uh it's it's kind of introducing a whole new uh galaxy uh, i don't know if it's kind of a spoiler from the heir to the empire books and whatnot but there's a whole other so we have the galaxy of star wars right you have the republic the empire blah 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 but there's a whole other universe with where this all of this stuff is happening with the race of people and then that universe or that galaxy starts to interact with the star wars one we we know it's 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 crazy and it's ahsoka's getting into some crazy territory and there's there's three episodes out now and it is just it's just peaks. It is peak Star Wars. It is the first Star Wars that feels like um, George. If dude, it feels like George Lucas. It's insane. Um, we'll get, we'll talk about new shows a little bit later, but because we might not actually talk about them. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. So gaming, we talked about Star Trek Resurgence. I want to talk a little bit about a live service game I've been playing. It's kind of the greatest um, live service game I've ever played in my life. Did you, 
He finally turned to the dark side. Oh no. Yeah. Here's why I, here's why I turn. Spend money on live service games. You want the new skins. Yes. I've <laughs> I've only spent money on this game one time. But it is the best live service game ever. And I recommended it a few episodes ago. It's called Disney Speedstorm. Oh yeah. It is a great it's a great like battle racing game. It has cool characters in it. Like it starts, you know, with the Disney characters, but then when a new season comes out, <laughs> The new season literally drops like here's Toy Story, and it, it's a Toy Story track with, you know, Buzz, Woody, Jesse, Bo Peep. So you get like four racers that ha all have their different styles, and then that that lasts for like two months, and then bang, you get um what was the other one? Toy Story or uh, uh Monsters Inc. You get a whole Monsters Inc. track with four racers. Two months later, bang, you get Lilo and Stitch, and you get five racers and a new track. So not only that, but literally every day they update the events in the game. So each day you log in, there's new races. Each week you log in, there's new races. There's events that take place, you know, they have them set out for the two months. So this week there's an event, and then a new one opens up next week. There's constantly, every single day I get on, there's new stuff to do. And that's just like the single player events that I can do. And that's not even like the multiplayer stuff. There's still like multiplayer events and regular, you know, ranked multiplayer, you know, all kinds of different stuff. It's, it's the content that's there is, is it's kind of crazy. And it's, I don't even think it's fully released yet. I think it's, I think it's technically still not in early access, but not released because I believe it's going free to play in October. And that's mm. whenever, like, it's it's kind of launched fully. It's 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 crazy. It's apparently super successful. Well, look, I as you know, as much as it's fun to me on live service games and mobile games, both Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts have mobile games releasing at some point in the next eighty-five and years. And Final Fantasy has a live service game, so. I might, you know, once I start playing those, I, I could very well be like, guys, these games are great. Because, you know, I never, it seemed like last year is when I actually realized that mobile games can look good. Because, you know, those two games look good. And then there's this other game, it's like a Japanese anime um, RPG that game type looks thing. incredible. It's called... Uh, Hitari no Shita or something like that. I thought it was a console game. And then I'm like, no, this is a mobile game. And I want to segue into this. I've been playing on Apple Arcade. I made, I signed You're up for sellout, Apple dude. Arcade just to play this game by Mistwalker Studios, which if you don't know, was founded in part by the legendary Hironobu Sakaguchi, aka the father of Final Fantasy. And it's called Fantasian. Fantasian. And dude, this freaking game is awesome. Like the. Dude, it looks crazy. I didn't know this until this morning, but, um, cause like I was wondering how the backgrounds look so good. They made real dioramas. And then scan them into the game. Really? Yeah. So that's crazy. It's like 
the video game equivalent of a Wes Anderson movie. You know, like a like a stop motion movie kind of like it. That's it's the second time I've heard Wes Anderson today. You know, like the tone is so charming. The music slaps. The combat. I can't believe I'm saying I like the turn based combat in this game. And I was playing it at lunch today, and you know, it has a uh, random encounters like old school RPGs, which isn't something I like, but because it's you know, a mobile game, you're not running the put. Yeah. The areas you're running through aren't that big. So you do like three battles and then you run to the next screen. It's not that bad, but yo, this game introduces, um, the main character has this device called, uh, dimension, like dimension, but with a G and it like, it can like transport people, like allow you to warp. And if you have it on when you're running through an area, any monsters you encounter just get sent to like this alternate dimension, like this like it's like a empty realm where it's essentially like a big storage locker. And then you could store up to thirty, and then when you when it fills up you can transport there and then fight them all at once like a big gauntlet. So this game solves the random encounters. It's like you don't have to do them now. You could wait That's a little bit. That's actually amazing. And then it, like, I'm it, picturing like Pokemon with that. Yeah, like it, it's – man, I'm just like – and like I was like playing it yesterday on my Mac and I'm like – I'm never going to talk bad about mobile games again because they can be awesome. Um, and the other thing I like is that if you're signed into the same account on, you know, all your, all your Apple devices, you could like essentially do like cross save. So yeah. I could play it on my Mac save. And then if I'm at work or somewhere else, I could load it up on my phone and load that save. See, that's, that's the benefit so cool. of like <laughs> modern mobile gaming. So I've been somewhat mobile gaming. Uh, I have, I've got, I got something over this hiatus called a Retroid Pocket 3. It is a handheld gaming, you know, device that looks like a Switch Lite. It is super, uh, it's super cool and can do a lot of things. I have a ton of emulators on it. And I have been playing these Pokemon games. But I haven't been playing the normal Pokemon games. I've been playing ROM hacks on it. So imagine playing like uh, Pokemon Silver or like Pokemon Yellow or Pokemon Blue. But it has every Pokemon in it. Like, every, like not just Gen 1 every generation of pokemon in it that pixel version in it like it's it's crazy oh because of the rom hacks yeah because of the rom hacks and there's what do you say it's called again i think i've heard so of this. there's a few there's a few different ones i'm playing uh, no no pokemon, i mean uh, a retroid the pocket actual the retroid pocket i think i've yep. heard of it i'm pretty sure i know what this is yeah it's, uh, it's super cool uh so yeah, there's like one, there's there's one i'm playing called um pokemon rising phoenix and i'm playing you know, uh, let's type in Pokemon ROM hacks. Uh, there, there's so many. 
that I'm playing. Uh, I actually have one that's it replaces all the Pokemon with Digimon. Oh wow! So yeah, it's super cool. I'm playing Pokemon Gaia version, so that's like based around Regigigas. Uh, what other ones? Light a Pokemon Light Platinum version. It's like a different version of Platinum. Pokemon Platinum Plus. So it's like Platinum, but enhanced, like with more Pokemon. You know, more stories, all kinds of different stuff. So, is there a limit, like, to what po- consoles that thing can run? So, let me explain what I have on it. Because yes, there is, but it's. Let me just explain. I have NES, SNES, um, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, PS One, uh. Genesis, Dreamcast, N64, GameCube, PS2, PSP, uh, PS, um, yeah, PS2, PSP, Wii, uh, and DS, if I didn't say DS. So, a lot. <laughs> oh, cool. So, really what I've been playing is the, the Game Boy ROMs and the PSP ROMs. So I, my PSP emulator is my favorite. I've been playing, I've been catching up on PSP games. So I've been playing also Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker on it. And I, I just love it. I've been playing Mortal Kombat Unchained, Wipeout Pure, um, Resistance, uh, Retribution, Killzone Liberation, just PSP games. And then the PS1 emulator is also one of my favorites because I got these, I got all the Spyro games, but I also have like ROM hack Spyro games. So somebody made like a Spyro 3.5, which is a full game that takes place after Spyro 3. Oh, wow. But it's literally (laughs) in the style of Spyro 3. So I've been having so much fun with this thing. I'm still learning it. I'm still downloading so much stuff on it. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still understanding it. So I'll have more to say about that in the future, but I want to do obviously a whole episode on handheld gaming, but that's just what I've been doing recently. And I I know you, I have been doing mobile gaming, but also PlayStation Vita a little bit. Um, yeah, I uh, started Persona 4, the golden edition on PS Vita. Um, Greatest PS Vita game. So yeah, um, I've explained this like, a while ago, but I'll explain it again for anyone who hasn't heard it. Um, I got like I think like twenty. I think it was last year, twenty twenty one. I I don't know. These past like five years just feel like one big year that just has never ended. <laughs> um, so I got a PS Vita on eBay for like under two hundred bucks. I'm pretty sure, and I bought it just to play like Persona Four and just. You know, like, if I find any PS Vita games uh, cheap, I could just buy them, you know, because I kind of like the idea of, like, buying older consoles, you know, and just, like, maybe I go to a pawn shop yeah. and I find, you know, a cheap game for it. And i like, oh, cool, now I can, you know, check this out. Um, But, and then when it came in the mail, it it was in, like uh, like, a plastic bag and it had, like, this, like, note, you know. And I'm like, oh, probably just them saying thank you. That's a little weird, but okay, whatever. So then I, like, start reading it, and then I, like, get to, like, 
you know, close to the end. And then they're like, yeah, um, to, to download games, just g- go to this app on the Vita, um, you know, and then uh, they they uh, told me not That's to crazy. format it or anything like that. I'm like, what are they talking about? To what? So then I go to it and they like hacked it and it came with this memory card that has every Vita game. Now, there are some that I can't download because uh, the firmware is not uh, up to date, which I don't get, but I don't know about that stuff. So whatever. But I could like, you know, like there are still a good amount of Vita games that I could just download. I just have them. So, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm hoping that, uh, there's this RPG series called trails. Um, yep. it's like, I want to play that a lot of games and like, it's like one big story and like, you know, like all the stories interact with each other in some way. And then like, you'll see like certain characters pop up here and then they pop up again. Like, it sounds like a cool experience. I'm just hoping that because the f- f- first three games are, I think only on PC kind of. So I'm hoping that I could run them on my Mac. Cause I, I, uh, played the demo of Penny Larceny on steam, you know, just to see how it ran on my Mac and it ran good. But then I got this trilogy of these other visual novels and they said, uh, oh, your Mac might not be able to run this because it's 32-bit. So I'm hoping, you know, that I could play those games. But I mean, you know, it's just cool. Like, I want to, you know, just like, I want to like make space, you know, because we all have our backlogs that never end. But like, I want to still leave space to just, um, you know, like check out whether it's like the PlayStation store, or the eShop, just find a random game on sale and just say, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to buy it. And then, you know, maybe because like I've played some really great games that I just randomly found in the, you know, in the PlayStation store or whatever. So like I want to leave room in my life to like just spontaneously experience things instead of having like one big checklist for everything so i was i was about to get into that because 2023 i'm gonna just make the statement is the greatest year for video games ever in the history of video games i want to do kind of an episode on that because that's a big you know controversial statement but it is um there's still a lot i haven't gotten to yet (laughs) exactly and and one thing i want to do this year is focus less on the coverage of games focus less on games media games news you know theories all this you know random stuff revolving around the games and i just want to play more games there's because there's tons of games coming out this year and like i i just i want to play them uh there's there's too many. I mean, there's just too many games. Yeah, and there are, there's too many quality games. Like, you know, and we've had we've had episodes um, talking about all the games coming out this year. But in in 14 days, Mortal Kombat One comes out. Uh, Starfield's about to come out. Spider Man Two is about to come out. Um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is about to come out. So the, I mean, those are huge huge games that are about to come out not on top of everything else that came out this year so i just want to play them and that's i've been just spending time playing games like 
Um, I'm about to actually tonight finish playing Halo 5. So that means I would have finished playing Halos 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And then I'm going to play Infinite and do uh, a whole podcast episode going over all of the Halo games. That's going to be fun. So I'm trying to get through that. Uh, I'm trying to get through some games uh, to get to um, Mortal Kombat because I'm playing that day one. I'm blowing through that game. I can't. I can't wait. So there's just so many games coming out that I can't wait for. Um, yeah, I think you know. I think that's why. Like I'm, I might be gravitating more. Well, I have been, but I'm gonna continue to gravitate more towards uh, playing stuff on Switch because you know people like to you know yeah. laugh at the Switch you know because they're stupid. Well, not entirely, but they're at least sixty percent stupid. Um, but like you know, because like it's just so convenient to like be able to you know, because I like one of the things I'm trying to do for the rest of this year, and obviously for the rest of my life until I die, is um you know, because I've I think I was like talking to you about this a while ago, but like when I was a kid, I was I was diagnosed with a ADHD, you know. Which obviously, you know, with ADD means you have a hard time paying attention, and then when you add the H, it's uh, you're also hyper. So I was a teacher's worst nightmare for a long time, and then I was on Ritalin, and then I was a mindless zombie, and then I got off Ritalin, and I don't know. The jury's still out on whether or not that was a good decision, but I mean, whatever. I haven't gone to jail yet so um but you're doing you're doing all right now yeah i think so but um not great but like and like so but good one of the unfortunate things about having a hard time paying attention is that uh you tend to hyper fixate on stuff so you know so like i'll sometimes i like start a show or start reading something or start playing a game and i just like I'm just like, I just want to play this just all the time. And yeah. I don't let myself do that a lot because I'm like, oh, but I still have to do this. I still got to do this. And then eventually I just like, there are so many games that I love that I stopped playing just because I didn't let myself just indulge, like just yeah. jump in, you know, head first into the deep end. So I'm going to, you know, and like for me, like the Switch is a great way to do that because it's like, you know, like, I don't always, like, have the time or make the time to, like, you know, play on my PS4 when I get home. But I always have time when I'm on my lunch break at work to, you know, just play something on Switch for, like, half an hour, 45 minutes. So, like, that's, like, I feel like if I'm going to play new games that I want to play and stuff I still haven't played at a, at a fairly consistent pace... It's not just going to be on console. Like, I'm not, like, like, there... You're not going to be sitting still, down at your console for that long. There was still some, like, you know, like, Star Trek Resurgence, like we talked about. I'm playing on PS4. I think I'm mainly going to use my PS4 for, like, narrative adventure, cinematic type stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. everything else, I'll try to play it on a handheld. You know, because, like, I could beat those games in a weekend, you know, because they're episodic and i have to play 
I can't just play one episode and then just be like, okay, I'll play the next one tomorrow. It's like, no, I need to see what happens next. Dang it. You know? Yeah. I'm the same way with the, with the Danganronpa games. Like I can't just play those for a little, like I have to get as far into the mystery as I can, or I'm not going to be able to sleep that night. <laughs> There's so many games coming and I'm just literally under gaming news right now looking because I just wanted to get on here and talk about uh, kind of what we've been doing and what we want to do. I've been fixating on kind of uh, just like live, not live service games, but just like kind of games that help you just pass the time, but that aren't super cinematic or story heavy. But super I, I kinda, intense. Like, I, yeah. like, there are like a few roguelikes that I want to play just because like... That's so, a genre. I'm glad that you brought that up. I haven't entirely been able to get into that genre, but Bro, I, Risk of Rain Two. I like the appeal because it's like, you know, you could just play for an hour, maybe even less, and you, you still accomplish something. You know, like I'm gonna get Slay the Spire because that's nine ninety nine on Switch. That's a great lunch break game, or just yeah, if I'm feeling lazy. Um. I think too, oddly enough, I used to really love like action games. Yeah, but I think as much as it confuses me to say this, I think at the moment I'm more into if it's like a role playing game, I'm kind of feeling more turn based combat or like because I don't know about it. I think it's partially how my anxiety has been lately, but like I'm not in the mood to like do anything. Or like play anything that's like too psychologically demanding. Yeah, you know, like so, like I was playing Risk Bastion for a bit, and then I just stopped playing oh. because I was just getting worn out. Like you know, that's a good I'd one. be sitting there, and I'm like, oh my god, I got dodge. Okay, now I got that. Now I got, you know, and like I don't know. Right now, I just don't feel like I can totally handle that kind of thing. So you're talking about like a non-action one. I, I like the action, like you know, aspect because like Risk of Rain two, bro. This game is fantastic. I've been playing it. It's it's just addicting. Like it's it's ridiculously ridiculously good. Um, I think I can I think I can download that one on uh, my Vita. No, it is action. So you should be able to get the first one because it's two D. Risk of Rain two is the third person shooter one. So um, another one, Sea of Stars, just came out and it's on. I've had the demo uh, on my Switch for like months. Me too. And I haven't checked it out yet. Because I don't... I don't want to let myself do that yet. Because then if I like the game and want to buy it, I'm screwed. So I... I want to just wait so that way, if I like it, I could just be like, okay, I'm just going to buy it now. And I don't have to worry. So I believe (laughs) it's on Game Pass. I know it's on PlayStation Plus um, Extra because I have it downloaded right now. I could play it. But that's a turn-based game I really want to play. It's been getting like 10 out of 10s everywhere. Um, Inscription, that was a PlayStation Plus extra game. I want to play that or a monthly game. Curse the Golf is like a turn-based 2D golfing game. Uh, oh, interesting. That I really want to play. Uh, so there's there's just a ton of games uh, that are out or or you know coming out or available to play. So... I just wish I had the time. Uh, like I said, I've been busy, but from here on out, I'm starting to become a little bit less busy to be able to actually 
play games. So, anyways, I said a controversial statement a little bit ago. Is this the best year of gaming ever? We might have a proper episode on that, but if you could think of a of a year that is like top tier for game releases, what's something that comes to mind for you? Uh, hold on, and let me quick. While you think about that, I'll kind of just give some uh give some you know suggestions for that. I think uh, 1998 that was up there in probably top three or top five. You, you know, you got Metal Gear Solid, Uncarina of Time, Resident Evil 2, Banjo-Kazooie, of course, uh, Spyro, Sonic Adventure. I mean, there's so many games. Pokemon Yellow. The list The list goes on with, with all these games. One that, super, super great year. One that I um, just found now is... Uh, Tekken 3, Gran Turismo. 2009. Crazy. That's a great year. I mean, yeah, uh, Unch- because Uncharted. yeah, like check out some of these games. Wait, two thousand nine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Uncharted two okay. among thieves, your favorite in the franchise, right? I think yeah. that's what you said. Yeah, that was the- yeah. Um. Uh, Minecraft, which you know has been a phenomenon. Leopard Dead two, Arkham Asylum, Arkham Asylum, freaking uh, Infamous, Assassin's Creed two. Dragon Age Origins, which, you know, started that whole franchise. Ratchet and Clank, A Crack in Time. That is one of the greatest games ever made. Okay, this Sorry. might not be as glamorous as I thought it was. Uh, it's 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 top 10, I would say. I'm trying to figure out what... It would have to be a year... League of Legends. I mean, that's huge. Prototype. It would have to be... Two. A year... Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Let me see. Wait, let me look at 1987 in video games. Uh, critically acclaimed. Notable releases. Okay, uh, the first Street Fighter, Double Dragon, Contra, uh, Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, frickin' um, Fantasy Star, Final Fantasy 1? Final Fantasy 1, my guy? <laughs> started that whole thing? You know, one of the... Probably the most well-known v- video game franchise. If not, like... So... It, okay. Okay. Let, I'll, I'll, 2007. I'll just... I'll say a little bit more. Because I want to make a comparison here. But 2007. Super Mario Galaxy. Modern Warfare. Uh, Team Fortress 2, Portal, Bioshock, Crisis, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, Halo 3, uh, God of War 2, Tools of De- Ratchet and Clank, Tools of Destruction, uh, the uh, B-movie game, of course, Spider-Man 3, the game. I mean, crazy year, but uh, that was a, that's a good year. I want to say 2013 is probably up there. 2017 is pretty good. So let me say 2013 first, then then you go through 2017. So 2013, uh, Assassin's Creed Black, Fra- Black Flag, Grand Theft Auto V, Saints Row 4, Super Mario 3D World, uh, Bioshock Infinite, Battlefield 4, uh, Injustice, uh, The Wolf Among Us, Dota 2, Dead Space 3, 
Um, of it's like Cooper Thieves in Time. Come on, Beyond Two Souls, Rise Son of Rome, Plants vs Zombies Two, Beyond Two Souls, more like Pikmin Three, Beyond. I want to be beyond this game, beyond beyond my <laughs> uh, attention span. Disney Infinity, come on now. Uh, Call of Duty Ghost. Okay, so what's twenty seventeen? I I think twenty seventeen is probably a pretty good one. I'm just gonna skim through the whole. I have like the whole thing just because it's easier. Um, I mean, you got. Hatsune Miku, Project Eva, Future Tone. Okay. Just, All right, no, skip. No, no, wait, wait. Just, <laughs> uh, Resident Evil 7, Dragon Quest 8, Yakuza 0, which is a great game that I have not beaten, but it's good. Um, Freaking Breath of the Wild, which, I mean, it's an iconic game. Feel how you want to about it. I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, Freaking. I probably shouldn't have pulled that. Oh, let me just look up critically acclaimed. Persona freaking five, Undertale. Hello, Mario Kart oh, eight deluxe, Bayonetta. I haven't played. Okay, it, that's but a it's pretty like good a... year. Not gonna lie, it's a pretty good year. Uh, what remains uh, of Edith Finch? Great game, by the way. Great game. It's pretty Lost sad. Legacy, Uncharted, Lost Legacy. All right. The all right. The third best Uncharted game. Or the second best hot take. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. We gotta have an episode on that. <laughs> that's a. That's a. That's a big question. <laughs> um. Okay. So can I go through 2018 and then what I want to do is pull up 2023. Okay. So games released in 2018. We're talking about the greatest years in gaming. Should ever. I just look up like critically acclaimed or the whole timeline? Just. The whole timeline. So, 2018, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Monster Hunter World, Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Celeste, Sea of Thieves, Dead Cells, Far Cry 5, which is actually amazing, A Way Out, which is amazing, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, amazing, Detroit Become Human, amazing, Octopath Traveler, amazing, and now I gotta go to a different tab because I'm running out. Uh... Have you even played Detroit Become Human? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm probably I played like probably two hours of it. I want to play more, but uh, I just you just know it's backlog. <laughs> it's I I I was like I don't have time to put into this at the moment because it, it's amazing. It's amazing. I want I to be able to have this. time. Bastion. The ending to the Bastion. Great game. I I want to start it on a easier difficulty maybe. Near Automata. Hollow Knight. Sorry, I guess it just keeps going. The remake of Shadow of the Colossus. Sonic Mania Plus. It's cr That's a crazy year. That's actually an insane year. Fortnite! Uh, Pokemon Go. Okay, this, this might be the year right here. Pokemon Go was basically like, game of the year for a lot of people. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, so, 2023. All right, I want to jump to 2023 because we said all of the all of that, but 2023 I mean, is just even more insane. I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, top, top two successful game. Top um, two. I think 
Oh, the DLC comes out today. Awesome. I think I heard uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was good. A Space for the Unbound has been on my list forever. I haven't bought it yet. I don't know why. That looks like my kind of game. Uh, Fire Emblem and Gay. Actually, that's a bad example. Um, Monster Hunter Rise. So, hold on. Forspoken. <laughs> Forspoken's on sale right now, 50% off plug. High Five so, Rush. Starfield. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Tears of the Kingdom. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Dead Island 2, which is actually good. Diablo 4. Insanely successful. Final Fantasy 16. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Street Fighter 6, which is huge. Hogwarts Legacy. That was huge. Pikmin 4. Great game. The Lord of the Rings Gollum. Alright. <laughs> Lord of the Rings Gollum, top top game of the year right Masterpiece. there. Masterpiece. Uh, Alan Wake 2. Jedi Jedi Survivor. Dude, you're killing me. Redfall. Up there up there with uh Gollum. Uh Dead Space, Armor Core, Sea of Stars, Baldur Gate 3, Wild Hearts, Atomic Heart, Payday 3, Octopath Traveler 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Remnant 2. That's, there's so many. Immortals of Avium, which is about to come out. The Expanse, a Telltale thing. Avatar. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Metroid Prime Remastered. I mean, dude, it's Persona 5 Tactica. It just keeps going. This It doesn't get better. Lies of P. So if we had to rank top three. Top three games, uh, years of gaming. We gotta we gotta agree. What's number what's number what's number three? I mean, this year's not over yet, but I mean, I guess you could still. Uh, I would. We're, ca- s- we're count. We're counting it. I'd say, as far as we games, I mean, I've never. I haven't really started paying attention to new releases until, like, twenty twenty one, mostly because I was kind of isolated from playing games for a while. And then I picked it back up in twenty, like twenty nineteen. Um, I would say, seems like the best year is. Uh, I don't remember what came out. Uh, what was that one? Top year? three. Let's just do top. Yeah, like top three. Is, what? Which? What's the first one you said? Was that nineteen ninety eight? Nineteen ninety eight. I could put that at number three. I think that's. Yeah, I think that. I'd say in the um. I'd say next it's between 2013 and 2018. Both years were insane. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back to 2018. Uh, I I think we can put we can put 2023 on the table because you're right. It's not over. Um, just want to be fair, but I think that we're talking about its competition right now. So 1998, I say third place. Um, I'd say 2018. What, what about 2001? I I mean I don't know 20. 18 could be number one just because of how many iconic games were released. Okay, I think so too. 2018, as of right now, best year. What's the second best? Is there anything that is better than 1998? I mean, uh, was it... Uh, 2001, is, it was a crazy year. I'm not going to lie. Was, uh, it was 2021 that had Val and Wonderworld, right? That game... Apparently, the lore is really good in the novel they released, but none of that's in the actual game. I saw, like, a YouTube video about it where, like, 
uh, this guy like played the game and then like read the book and he's like, oh, the stuff in the book is actually like pretty good and like enhances the world and actually makes things make sense and there's like an emotional core and then the game is just like nothing. So I just want to say this because I know people are going crazy saying like, "What about 2001? What about what about 2006?" Um, I like how you just blew past those. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's fine. All right. Um, 2006 has to be the best because it has Bully. Um, Brain and Sonic the Hedge. Sonic 06. I mean, come on. Bully might be my favorite uh, open world game. Um. The Sopranos, Road to Respect, 2006. Dude, 2001 had Final Fantasy X, Metal yeah, Gear Solid 2. Crazy. 2, yeah. Halo, Combat uh, Evolved, Sonic Adventure 2. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh no, that was the release on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Tony Hawk Underground on the Game Boy Advance is one of the most infuriating games I've ever played in my life. Just hearing that sentence is infuriating. It just doesn't work. It it just doesn't work. I don't get it. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3? Bruh. SSX Tricky? SpongeBob SquarePants. Super Sponge. <laughs> Golden Sun? Twisted Metal uh, Black? Eco. Twisted Metal Black, yeah. Gran Turismo 3. Conker's Bad Fur Day. Jack and Daxter. Uh, Max Payne. Okay, so this is kind of what I wanted to say. The reason I'm not going to put 2001 is because it doesn't have... It has the quality, but it doesn't have the quantity of quality. Because you take a year like 2013, it has quality, but it has quantity too. Like, I mean, there's just so much, so many more high-quality games being released as time goes on. So this is what I'll say. Number three, 1998. Number two, 2013. Number one is 2018. But I think 2023 is going to obviously be number one when it's all said and done. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, Like, dude, Super Mario RPG Remake comes out in freaking November. Oh, I didn't even say that. November. That's crazy. Like, not even next year. November. Get Insane out of my Insane year. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Crazy. So that's a fun little exercise thing to just talk about games with. We've got given a lot of information with games and movies, but real quick, give me a recommendation for this week of something I could play or watch or whatever. I'll give you a recommendation. Okay. Risk of Rain 2. It's a great action game. It's a great uh, roguelike game. If you want some shooting, some action, great roguelike mechanics, something fun, great music, a really cool design and kind of the lore, amazing game. Awesome. Um, I guess my recommendation, I haven't, I have like three movies left and there's the spinoff that was released like a year ago and there's a another movie coming out i think this year but the i've been going through the saw movies dude (laughs) (laughs) absolutely bonkers like at the end of every movie i'm I'm just like 
what? Like, I mean, there's some okay. retcons I haven't been a fan of, but I mean, you're going to get that with any long-running franchise, but like, this feels like, you know, the kind of like insane, uh, unpredictable twist and turn writing that I just love. Like, I think like the mystery thriller pocket yeah. has been my favorite genre recently. There's a lot of video games like that that I want to play, you know, other movies and stuff. Like, I I just can't recommend it enough if you just want uh, yeah. a crazy time, you know, just order some pizza, get some chips and soda, watch some Saw movies, and just have a freaking blast. It's a great recommendation for the week. And I've been in the mood for a mystery thriller. I've been wanting to watch The Batman again. So, all right. That's been fun. Episode 28. Tony, thanks for coming on with your crazy views. All you, uh, you radical, you radical, uh, <laughs> radical boy. Fight the power. I'll end it. I'll end it there. I'll end it at that. Fight.